0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of FOMO Monday, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens, which of course we'll be back with on Thursday, but today is Monday. Happy FOMO Monday, my favorite day of the week. I'm your host Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, Sapiens twenty four seven. And today is a historic episode of Fomo Monday because we're going to do something new here that I've been really looking forward to doing. I got an, uh, an Instagram DM from listener Frankie Thorogood, who's based in London, and he said, "Listen, you know, I've been listening to the show, and and I, I have like massive fobo," and I said come on and talk about it with me and he, he gamely said yes and so today we're gonna get into solving Frankie's phobo and what I call FOMO therapy I mean FOMO FOMO therapy let's call it FOMO therapy all right Frankie welcome to the show hello uh thank you very much Patrick I'm excited thanks for having me all right Frankie so first of all you're an interesting guy okay tell us a little bit about yourself
1: well uh yeah brief history of me is um um, I'm a super competitive guy in all fields. I love my sport and I love business. And um, when I left university in uh, 2010, it took me a couple of years to get going, but I managed to eventually find my calling, which was to start a sportswear brand in 2012. And I grew that business um, for nine years and that was my entire life pretty much for nine years. And eventually had a successful exit of that company last summer which was a great way to end that kind of journey in my life. Um, so that's what I've been doing most of my adult life. And um, and that's kind of why I love business and sports and fitness um, and reading and writing. And uh, one of the books I've most recently read was your one, which I love. So thank you for that.
0: No, it's my pleasure. And everybody go Google Frankie and TCA, which is a company he founded. And I found out when I did that, that like Dua Leapers Trainer is wearing this stuff. A lot of people wearing this stuff. This company grew really incredibly well. And so Frankie, you're total full of sapiens because you also, according to your LinkedIn, have another company called Kaizen. So you're running two businesses. And I mean, you're doing it all. Let's get into what we're trying to deal with today. So what is the problem we are trying to solve? So the, the
1: big problem for me, which um, I didn't, I wasn't able to put a name to for years um, until, you know, I come across your work mm-hmm. is the fear of a better option. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I kind of found out that that was like a known, uh, you know, a known term and a known thing that other people also experienced, uh, I was just going through life suffering from it. And when I found out it was like, wow, this is something that I really have quite bad and it's holding me back. Um, And it was kind of showing up in all of my life from extremely small uh, situations to extremely large and important situations and decisions. So the example that really springs to my mind whenever I think about my phobo is uh, sitting in a restaurant with my friends and not being able to decide what to order. Um, And it got so bad that I would just, the waiter would ask me what I wanted and I would say, you know what, just come back to me at the end. I'm not ready and I want to go last and mm. um, I would wait to hear what everyone else did to give myself more thinking time and also to kind of compare what I thought I was going to order versus what they ordered and that's literally what I would I would suffer at meals choosing what to order as a classic I guess a classic case of a fear of a better option and like such a pathetic small thing to worry about um, but looking back that's exactly what was happening to me it's actually started to annoy my friends with it so that's why I'm a very small uh, case and then on a you know more bigger decision um you know in business we'll be deciding which supplier to use or i'll be deciding which uh, candidate to hire and it will be the same principles at play not being able to commit to a decision because i was worried that i'd be missing out on something better and you know you start to get that uh, paralysis from analysis and uh, end up making no decision which it taken me many years to realize that you know, sometimes the wrong decision or any decision is better than none. Um, so that's my kind of like experience of FOBO and the kind of way it rears its head, I guess, in my life.
0: Yeah, thanks for, first of all, thank you for sharing that because it's like not easy to tell people. I mean, these are these are very relatable things. I think a lot of us feel these, but like getting on a podcast and talking about them isn't like, it's not something everybody does. So thank you for your sort of honesty. Uh, let it, I just want to I have a couple questions for you. Number one is, Let's take that first example, because it is like, I get your point. It's like such a dumb thing. And so it's just annoying that you would feel that way. Um, when you're, when you're, when you let's get, first of all, it's funny. Do you have trouble, like, picking which table to sit at? Do you constantly try to move tables before?
1: Or do you, is that not a problem? Are you, yeah, I mean, have you been watching me secretly because... That's exactly what I'm like.
0: <laughs> no, I know. No, I know that. I know. The
1: type. I,
0: I, I I, seen it. Go to the restaurant, sit at the table, then you yeah. want to go to another one. And then it could, so like it's a it's not just what's interesting about what that says is it's not just about the food. It's about all the things. So when you are sitting down at the table, like what is the feeling that you're having? Like, I guess, where do you think it's coming from?
1: You know, I, 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 it's, I think this phobia is closely related to like a maximizing, it's the word mm-hmm. maximizing, right? So I'm like, I want this experience to be as good as it can be, uh, this dinner that I'm having. Um, and, you know, I can see or I can imagine that I'd have a more enjoyable time at another table because the view's better or the seat's more comfortable or something like that. So I can't help but just scan every situation and work out what I'm missing out on and what could be better about it. So that yeah. I do exactly that in restaurants. Like I, I, to this day, every time I sit down, I'm doing exactly that. Yeah. I, I, I used to be that guy. So I get you.
0: And do you ever like, I, I'm curious, do you, have you tried, for example, one of the things that I've tried with the restaurant situation in particular is I will share multiple items or, and I will let the other people pick. So I've just completely outsourced my decision making in those situations. And you don't have to do it forever because sometimes you have to eat alone. But one of the things that I have tried is literally saying like, you know what, as long as, you know, it's not super unhealthy, just order a bunch of stuff and we'll share it. Have you ever tried that?
1: Yes. I, well, it has come up, Patrick, but the problem is I'm also extremely greedy. <laughs> so <laughs> so I hate, I hate sharing food. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's a symptom of growing up with five siblings. I don't know. Or maybe it's just maybe that's just my excuse for being greedy. So you know what? If I'm one on one with uh, my girlfriend, for example, I'm mm-hmm. happy for her to we, we'll share food because she's not gonna like take it take it all away from me. But if it's with friends, oh my god, like giving me anxiety sharing it. Wow. But I would say that um, in other contexts, I am very happy to have decisions outsourced, and the less I know about it, the better. Um, so for example, holidays. You know, with holidays, I just fell into this because I think I was so busy with the business if my friends wanted to go on a holiday i you know they'd be discussing where to go and when and what to do and i would just withdraw completely from that and just say you know what when you've decided you know book my ticket and and send me your bank details and it made holidays so enjoyable um because i didn't have to do any of the thinking or leading on it or decision making mm. so you know i tried to draw inspiration from that which just fell into place by luck more than anything and try and i would try to apply that in a restaurant situation as well um but you know I think it's interesting like sometimes it thephogo comes up in different contexts and you know kind of um in different ways so um I think um I would like to be doing that in the in an eating in a restaurant situation mm. more than i am but you have to i guess your first step is to be aware of it isn't it and then start to be consciously applying these things at the time i suppose fomo
0: Tell me if this sounds familiar. Your business gets to a certain size and the cracks start to emerge. Things you used to do in a day are taking a week. You don't have one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 1. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year, happy birthday. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close the books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Those are key performance indicators in one efficient system. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know the show is all about making better decisions. And with this product, you can make better decisions because you have all the information you need right in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO to get your own KPI checklist. Because you know what? KPIs are better than ice cream. Netsuite.com slash FOMO. FOMO. I have a little, I have an idea. I want you to try this and you're going to come back and tell me how it works. Okay. One thing I've noticed. So you, you're you clearly capable of outsourcing, which is awesome. So like you are, you you are, um, you are like a, uh, not like a lost cause as it were. It's <laughs> like. Totally not. Obviously, you were able to build a business, but you have this weird like tick or like this weird neurotic thing around certain things. And so what I have noticed in myself, by the way, because I believe me, I always call myself the wounded healer because I, I know exactly what it's like to feel this way is I want you to try an experiment. Next time you go to a restaurant uh, with your friends or your girlfriend or whomever, you're going to say to them, OK, we're going to go into this place. You're going to pick the table. You're going to decide when I'm eating. I'm not even going to say. You're going to take the menu and you're going to decide what I'm eating. Oh, my God. And what's going to happen, this is my thesis, okay? You're going to look at the menu. They're going to decide. And then you will have one chance to choose something different. Because what happens in this situation is all of a sudden you are forced to actually go with what you want. So I'm gonna be, I'd be like Frankie. You know what I'm getting you? I'm getting you a carvery board. <laughs> it's an English food thing that I that I think is hilarious. And then you're gonna be like, no, I want a salad. Done. Your decision is made. So you're, I'm really forcing you. Try that out. Because I think the problem that we have, the problem that we have with fobo, and and you know you've read the book, so you know, is that we have all these great options in front of us, and we keep going back and back and back and back and forth. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can't break out of that pattern of a decision. But when you're forced, it's like it's when you when somebody puts a limit on you. And I talk about this in in one of the chapters of the book, um, how it's like with Hotel Tonight, they they basically give you one option a day and then it disappears. If somebody really puts an ultimatum on you, you are forced to decide. So I want you to try that because I think I think it's going to work for you. Now, I do want to I want to go to the bigger thing about like picking a supplier. Mm. So obviously similar stuff. But like You know, you said you're comfortable outsourcing and in this situation, like you're, I mean, I'm sure you know a lot about suppliers, but you also, you know, there's lots of people can advise you. Why do you think it is that with a supplier thing, you're not comfortable getting
1: the advice that you need to be, to drive to a decision? I think it's, um, you know, you can, I think we can apply the same principle to that Mm. situation to some extent where I should reach out to like trusted advisors. I think you refer to them as, and ask for their opinion on the supplier in, in this case. Um, but the ultimate, you know, decision is going to be left to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes more difficult when it's a uh, less easily, well, it's a longer, the decision's going to have an impact for a much longer time, mm-hmm. and it's less easy to reverse out of it. Mm-hmm. So you start, you're going to sign a contract, for example, with a supplier. Yeah, so I guess that's the reasons why it's slightly different. And, but
0: when you make that decision, both of them could be perfectly acceptable, right? So you're just, you're at the point, like either one is fine. You've gotten to the point, you've looked at the terms you negotiated and you're sort of like, well, either is good. And so you're literally stuck because you can't decide between two things that you in your mind are perceiving as equal. Is that not correct?
1: Yes, yeah, And uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, so (laughs) what I'm going to ask you to do here, I'm going to ask you to go to your number two or one of your strongest advisors. I'm going to ask you to present the two options. I'm going to ask you to advocate for them. And then I'm going to let, have you outsource the choice to them. And you will have one chance to change it. Same mm. thing. Because again, your problem isn't that you don't do the work, that you're not smart. Like you you have all the stuff you need to make the decision. You're stuck at the final stage where you've done all the work. You're at the finish line and you're just simply afraid of regret and afraid mm. of not hitting the maximum. And so you have to force the decision and then your gut will tell you if you want to take it back. So you're going to force mm. that on yourself. Okay. Okay. And um, if your company goes bankrupt, I will be there to support you. But it
1: won't. (laughs) Yeah, you'll change your number.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. I want free merch. Um, So that's what you're going to do. All right. So, okay. so so these are I've learned something in this like this. I've never done this before, but I guess what I'm getting at and you hear me loud and clear. I guess actually, you know what? I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell me what you think I'm saying to you so that I make sure that you got it.
1: Yes, good, good idea. I think what you're saying is, um, assuming I've done my data uh, collection and my, you know, I've done my research and my work, Mm -hmm. I can then narrow it down to a number of options, in this case, take them to a trusted advisor or number two, and ask them to make the decision for me. And at that point, I then get one chance to change and pick something else. That's right. Right. And I think, yeah, and I think, I do think that will work um, because um, I do agree that often you can't, when you're put on the spot, when you overanalyze things, you lose the gut instincts, I think. And if you're put on the spot or you're forced for some reason to, you know, forced, forced for some reason to make a decision, your gut jumps back into play. And you know, like when we've been talking, what's really reminded me of is something that used to happen with my, one of my little brothers or sisters when they were a, much younger child, and they couldn't decide what toy or what suite they wanted or something. Mm -hmm. And so I used to put them behind my back, one in each hand, and say, fine, like pick a hand. And they would pick a hand and as soon as they saw what one they'd picked, which toy they'd picked, they would either grab it and run and play, or they would be like, oh my god, no, give me the other toy. So it's the exact same thing, I think. They just kind of were forced to realise what they really wanted. And that's kind of what I'm imagining... I'm going to be, uh, you know, kind of bringing it back into play now. I
0: love it. That's actually, by the way, an amazing analogy. All right, everybody <laughs> FOMO therapy. I think we, we, I think we did it. Uh, Frankie Thoroughgood. where can people find you if they want to follow your journey?
1: Well, guys, like, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. If you like, it's the, the urban artist, the urban artist. Um, so I would love to just make, make friends on there. It's nothing, you know, nothing too serious a bit of fun and uh, just love to chat to other people. And if people have got the stories to share or advice and tips, then I would love to hear it. So definitely reach out on Instagram um, and also started writing a lot more on my blog, which I'll share on the Instagram page anyway. So I'd just love to get people's feedback on, on my writing as well.
0: All right, everybody. I, I got to tell you, this is a great story because Frankie wrote me on Instagram. I wrote him back because I do that by the way, if you write me, I write you back. promise. I promise. And here he is, we come on the show and I think we had a really awesome conversation and now I have a new friend. So everybody, go follow Frankie and write me if you need some FOMO therapy. All right, everybody, until Thursday, this has been FOMO Mondays. Take care of yourselves. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMOSapiens Info Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com, where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.